The viewpoints expressed on Night Fright are not necessarily those of the host, the staff, the sponsors, or the affiliate stations. Tonight's program may contain graphic themes or images. Viewer discretion is advised. Showtime indeed, folks. Welcome to the show. I'm Brent Holland, and welcome, one and all, to Night Fright. And have we got a Night Fright for you tonight? We're going to go all the way to Charlottetown, PEI. That's Prince Edward Island. It's in the Maritimes in Canada. Our guest tonight is Rosalind Henniger. Fans of this show will recognize that name because she's one of Canada's leading paranormal occult researchers. She's a writer. She's a designer. Um, she founded an online magazine called The Paranormal View, which covers aspects of the paranormal and the occult, of course. Now, get ready for this. She's an author of nine, nine fictional novels, which include Bat Black Silence, Encrypted Tomb, and Internal Blade. She also holds writing-wise eight works of non-fiction books. Her most recent being The Slender Man Phenomenon, Unsolved Paranormal Mystery and Restoring Universal Balance Team Manual. As I mentioned, she heralds all the way from Charlottetown, PEI. She lives in a 17-year-old house, folks. Get ready for this. It's not haunted. And she would know. However, one night she was in her room and a black, dark entity blocked the doorway. She reached out to try and break through. She actually touched this entity on the chest. Yeah, that's where we're going to go tonight. She has a plethora of stories exactly like this. Get the coffee going, get the tea going, get a beverage of your choice going. Turn out the lights tonight, folks. Get those lights out. Settle back in your most comfy chair. Oh, and by the way, folks, get the comforter out. It's time, folks, because you're going to want to cuddle into that comforter as we tell these scary stories. It's my pleasure to welcome back tonight, Fright Rosalind Henniger, all the way from Charlottetown, Charlottetown, PEI. Thank you. Thank you. How you doing? I'm good. Look at you all well, dressed up. Uh, Ooh la la. I don't know how good I can say I am after I touched, uh, you know, a, a man. What like, the heck is that about? What's going on in Charlottetown? I, it's not Charlottetown. Well, I shouldn't say that. It, there, there might be some fuel to the fire, you know what I mean? 
Um, let's see. Can you tell us that story from the beginning? Can you say, it's not the room you're in now, is it? No, no, no. Because up in the corner just behind you, up in the corner just behind you, there's this, no, no, I'm kidding you. I'm kidding you. <laughs> I hope not. Don't if you see anything behind me, you just let me know. <laughs> I've got an emergency flashlight, a fire extinguisher, <laughs> and I have a bailout window oh, right here next yeah, to me. Yeah. <laughs> if worse comes to worse, I'll pull a parachute. <laughs> oh, God. I hope so. Because I, I don't know. Okay. I, I grew up on it, but I solved my issue. Um, yeah, I know I get abilities, and those abilities can sometimes, you know, draw things in. Um, mm. Yeah, I've used magic, but not, like, black or anything like that. I think most I've ever done is, like, a friggin' money spell, you know, who hasn't, right? Right. Uh, I know much about magic that I, I know better than to play with it, so to speak. Okay. So, I have no heckin' idea. It just, it, it seemed to just come right in. So it's in the house, this took place in the house you're in right now. Mm -hmm. Is it is it a room beside where you're sitting, up above you, below you? It's a room that's beside me that I had the most experience, but it seems to be like at times it will be in the studio, oh. at times it's in the hall, it seems to be all over, so to speak. So oh, yeah, it, I guess, well. Let's tell the story and they're going to ask a pile of questions. Cause okay, I'm very, can I, you describe I, the room where this took place? What's it, it is it a bedroom? Bed, which is next to me. It's a bedroom. So, okay. Yeah, it's in the bed. Okay, it took place in the bedroom. What how this went down was I was in the studio and I was hearing a bunch of footsteps up and down, like like between the hall and the and the bedroom and down the steps. And I thought, well, like what the heck? So I grabbed my equipment. And I set everything up. Now I left the video camera downstairs, hit the recording on the recorder, came upstairs to get my headsets. I wasn't expecting to capture what I did. I come out of the bedroom and as soon as I closed the door in the hallway, as if it was right beside me, I heard a man and he went, mm. and I'm like, okay. So I go in the bedroom because, you know, the whole point of ghost hunting is to turn everything off. You light up candles, you turn everything off, you you do a thorough search, okay? I went into the bedroom, I turned the lights off, and right as I turned the lights off, and I'm looking at the doorway of my bedroom because right next to my bedroom is a half bath. And the light outside, the street light, it shines in and you can see the outline in my bedroom door. I couldn't see the outline in my bedroom door. It was that black. My, like, I, with the lights off, I, I got nothing, like, I didn't light any candles or anything. I'm so it wasn't transparent at all? Not transparent? Nope. So it's no apparition, right? Because Even apparitions as I got close to it, Brent, even as I walked, like, I slowly walked towards it, and I still could not see through it. Whoa. I had to reach my hand out just to see where everything was. And when I did, I touched the chest of a solid man. How do you know it was a man? Was there fur in his chest? Fur in his chest? Hair no, on his chest? Had, a man's got like, this guy was tall, okay, yeah. but he had the physique. So I could. I see. He okay. had no shirt on. Huh. Like it was a bare chested man. 
I was like beside myself. I okay. pulled my hand back and like all I had was like the recorder on me, the video camera I left out. I should have took the video camera and I didn't because I was just setting things up. Do you think he would have showed up on the video camera, though, honestly? I don't know. I don't know. See, that's the, the, the part that I'm having a hard time with is capturing him on video, okay? Hmm. He seems to duck and dodge it. I can get him on audio. Okay. Let's talk about that audio in a second, but first I want to ask you, he's a big guy, he's a tall guy. Does he have a face at all, or is it just basically a I don't know. I've never seen it. It's pitch black. Oh. Like, yeah. Like I like a void. I, the physique, the chest. Right. Okay, but I did not see a face. I could not see anything in front of my face. Nothing. Like as I got closer to the doorway, I should have been able to see the hallway because right next to my bedroom I have a half bath and the street light shines in through the window and it lights like the hallway up. Right. So I should have been able to see past the doorway. I couldn't. It was solid, solid black. Now, when you reached out and touched him, did he disappear? Did he run away? He was gone after that, yeah. Because when I reached back out, just right. to make sure that's what I, you know what I mean? Uh-huh, sure. He was gone. Just like that. Now, was this your first encounter with this entity? Or I, I don't know what else to call him. Yeah, that's what we have to call him. Because I don't know what he is either. That's what I'm trying to figure out. You know what I mean? Um, apparently, i got to get my own personal case here. Um, no, I've had experiences... Um, yeah, my, my needles, which is funny because I craft, I design, right. and I was working on a project that was important to me, and I carry my projects in a bag if I'm going out, so I make sure that everything is accounted for, my scissors, my string, my my needles, you know what I mean? And what I'm working on, I came back and I come in the studio, I unpack the bag, I put the needles on the table, I left the room for five minutes, I come back, the needles are gone. Huh. And then they show back up again. So is he playing games or what's he doing? Pretty much. Just I'm here and... Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. We hear often, well not often, but there are times that ghosts on the other sides are sexual predators as well. Mm -hmm. Would this fall into that category, do you think? He's got his shirt off, beautiful woman, bedroom... That that's what I'm afraid of because, mm. like, we, we, we try not to give any indication to this ghost that we are, uh, you know, mm -hmm. willing to communicate or willing to participate in any matter. Like, no, no, I understand. I understand. Sure. I, I, but here's the thing about it, Brent, and here's the funny thing about it for those who study magic, like I do, but mm -hmm. I didn't use magic, so I didn't like there's conjuring and summoning and stuff like that that I don't do. Okay, I don't conjure things. I don't summon them. So when something like this walks into my house, it kind of makes me question if somebody out there is conjuring or summoning. And this is where we get into the occult, okay? Where they, you know, maybe have a bit of a jealousy or obsession of me, and it it it's kind of like they're manifesting this, but they use the spirit realm to do it. So either way, they're sending you bad shit, you know what I mean, part of my language. Like, you know, it was a man, it was a man Absolutely that I touched. Okay, let's talk about some of the audio capturing that you've achieved with your equipment on this fellow. Okay. Have you asked him his name, 
what he wants, anything along he, those lines? He won't give me, no, I have many of the times. He won't okay. give me his name. He won't give me his name. Um, the last time I asked for a name, he literally threw a book of mine on the floor. What was the name of the book? Any idea? Uh, it was, all it was was my creative writing book itself that I do like pieces and notes of stories in. Hmm. Do you think and he could be mentioned in those? Maybe it's a subconscious thing. I don't know. Well, it, 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 you know, it possibly could be. I don't know until I start investigating it further. Right. Um, he never really gave me, even on the spirit box, I cannot. It, it's, it's, you know, it, it, it's given me nothing. Not even the other spirits will give me anything. Does he only come at nighttime or does he sometimes arrive? No, nope, I've experienced him during the day. Mm -hmm. Wow. Mm -hmm. So that's abnormal too, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Now, here's the thing is about a couple years ago, I did a case on a Tajin and I caught him in a bottle. But what I try to explain to people, it's not the Tajin, okay? I know the Tajin, um, that it's not him. He cannot show up during the day. Like, he can't do anything during the day. Tajins are night creatures. Um, yes, they're full of trickery, but not like this. Now, Tajin, folks, just to let you know, and... Rosalind will correct me on this if I am wrong. That's genie in a bottle, mm -hmm. essentially. Yep. That's where that comes from. And um, is there any truth to the fact, you know, I think of, I dream of genie, of course, <laughs> where you rub the bottle and she'll give you gifts and whatever you wish <laughs> well, for. That's just it. Like, you know, yeah, it's pretty much, you know, you rub the bottle and he gives you gifts, but uh, Might those not be gifts the gift you want. always okay okay so this fellow that that keeps coming um is it an i'm trying to figure out if there's a pattern to it uh you know like maybe he comes on a dark and stormy night or maybe it's not there's no pattern at all i suspect well that's what i'm trying to like i have to narrow down i guess is like to look for maybe a pattern maybe there isn't a pattern if it's not a pattern then i'm going to be questioning even more because you would think there would be a pattern right well, that's what I would look for. Now, in all your dozens of cases, has there been anything similar like this that you can no. kind of look at as a, nothing? Because no. usually, like you said before, with an apparition, right, mm. you reach out, you go to touch them, your hand's going to go right through it because it's just energy. You'll see them, you'll sense them, you'll, you'll taste them, right. but you won't touch them. Has he done or said anything threatening to you that's made you unnerved? I've had some dreams that were pretty unnerving and knew that whatever it was entered the room. You Can know you tell us one of those dreams? Um, I always kind of dreamt that I'd be places that I don't know and just bad things happening around me. Like, it wasn't really happening. Like, how can I put it? Okay. One dream I'd be in like a spy scene where I'd be going into some building and, you know, I'm supposed to do something but then all of a sudden it goes south you know what i mean and then other dreams i would have that i'd be like you know i'd be on a bicycle and somebody would steal my wheels and hmm. i'd be in cars and i'd be these are usually things that like i don't normally dream of you know what i mean and when i look at some of these dreams at certain times i can kind of put them to my life but then there are the ones that just they don't go they don't fit they don't fit no. into it at all but I've heard, I mean, I've been in meditation before and have felt things like this, whatever it is, enter the room. What did the energy feel like to you? 
did it feel i mean obviously it's a solid it entity it did feel but, threatening threatening but it didn't feel good either it kind of hmm. you know again it's not it's a gin like it, it, it's kind of one of those things that were, you know, it walks in and your body doesn't react to it. It doesn't, I don't get sick or, you know, go on edge or anything. But as soon as it gets kind of close, it, it, you kind of get that mischievous, you don't know what it's going to do, so you start to put up the guard. I was going to ask you about that. What did you do for protection to, you know, tell this, repel this thing and tell it that it's not wanted? Is there any way of doing that at all? Yes, there is. Yes, there is. It's, it's a heavy dose of salt water soaked out in the sun and the moon and add silver to it. I'm curious, stir it with a silver spoon as long as you get the silver because water will absorb minerals and silver is like a mineral so it don't it, it, a sterling silver spoon to stir it would be fine if you ain't got like a silver cross and lots and lots of crystals oh crystals are important as well so and purity pennies, pennies to ground interesting yeah and i'll tell you when you hit it with that it's going to take a wallet back for a while now uh, the history of your house as you said i suspect your house was clear when you I thought in. it was. I did. Um, you know, I solved a lot of my paranormal growing up issues, I guess. I, okay. I did that by passing um, the soul of the girl over. So, like, and it could very well be, like, you know, whatever was haunting her might have kicked back on me a bit, but I don't think mm -hmm. so. It, 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 I go by my instincts. I have um, the ability of, like, insight, I guess, where I know it, and that's what it is. You know what I mean? What's in proximity to your house? Are you, God forbid, you'd be near a graveyard? I don't know. And then all the, you know, obviously you're going to go to the poltergeist reason that you're on in quote unquote India. Everybody lives on an Indian burial ground. <laughs> well, apparently, I, you know, this land. Um, no, yeah. I'm sitting though, but up around me uh -huh. used to be an entire graveyard. Oh, residual now, energy, maybe. Well, I'm thinking maybe a native burial site is what I was thinking, but not quite. So okay. what I kind of got off the land when I went through it is it was partial kind of native and partial kind of burial. A lot of graveyards got moved here yes. in the island, mm -hmm. and they didn't, like you said, it's a poltergeist moment. Right. And, folks, this is very common. It, it happened right here in Kingston. Uh, there's a place called Skeleton Park where I grew up in Montreal. It, the second graveyard for everybody listening in Montreal, in Montreal, believe it or not, was Dominion Park, which is right downtown, as you know. And people have uh, experienced having their luncheons, luncheons in the park with friends and finding little bits of bone because, mm -hmm. folks, traditionally what happens once the grandchildren of the deceased have passed on, chances are the great-grandkids aren't going to go back and visit any graveyard that has a relative laying there that they, they just didn't know. So yeah. what happens is graveyards kind of stop at that point. They remove the tombstones, but leave the bodies, of course. And this happened, you'll find this in every, every city. Um, you know, it's nothing to fear. It's just that there's sometimes this residual energy that comes along. Now, Rosalind, in your case, I suspect you've probably been up to that point. 
and probably walk through. What kinds of feelings or experience did you have when you did that? It depends on like where I was because this is a vast okay. area and it all connects into one. I see. Um, I did the trails, what they call the hiking trails. Right. Now the hiking trails are not, okay, you have your footpaths to get to the hiking trails. The hiking trails are just like scenery trails. But you have to go through these various footpaths that people have knocked down over. Now, it might have been a trail at one point, and it's like fairly old that they've forgotten about it, and then they beat it back down again. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was there that I began to experience stuff. And it it, it was really weird because... Um, How so? How so? Well... I really wanted to find nothing. I wanted to be able to walk through that trail and hear only nature. You know what I mean? Okay. Um, on the island, we have no bears. We have no deer. Um, the coyote and the wolves are way out. They won't even bought. I mean, there's enough food on the outskirts that they're not coming in. We do have foxes, but foxes are so used to people, they run right up to you looking for food. And their eyes shine, like I've caught them many the times on camera, freaked myself out too, you know what I mean? Oh my God, what is that? Oh, wait a minute, it's the eyes of a fox. On these trails, I encountered no foxes. I didn't even, only once have I encountered a skunk, only once, once. But there was no skunks. And yet, like, I was hearing what sounded like, and I caught it on audio, it sounds like, something dropping out of the trees and running across yeah i even at one point seen but didn't get it on video camera because like it's when i swung around that i see this black thing on the path and there's no white stripe and i it's not a skunk and it's gone and i'm like what the? so it's another black entity just like the man is if you will no. mm -hmm. that's um, what what I saw in the field when I went in, there's an opening that takes you into the field. Um, it's a bean field, I guess, or maybe a corn field. I'm not exactly sure, but it's a field. I went in, and when I went through the little, like, because you got to go through the bushes to get into it, when sure. I came, like, out in the field, out of the woods behind me, I saw, like, I just looked up, and again, I missed it with the camera. It swooped out, and it was a big, gigantic, bat-like thing. It was not a bat. We do not have fox bats in Canada. You have to have fox bats. Mm -hmm. We got fruit bats. Yeah, they travel in colonies, but they Tiny sleep. Ones. Yeah, yeah the, this was, I don't know what to think of this. This would have bat-like wings, but it wasn't a bat. And it just, it swooped over my head and it just went like straight into the other path. And I knew I had to make a choice. Um, I, I I didn't know what to do. I didn't know what to say. I'm walking back and forth. I'm like, oh my God, I got to take lots of pictures. I don't want to lose my way out. But what am I going to do? Am I going to head back home or am I going to keep going in and find out what this thing is? Do you think, did these, did this fella start showing up after you came back from that journey? Or was it long before? I'm trying to play sleuth detective here. <laughs> well, the thing about it is kind of hard to say because when we cleaned up the other mess, you know what I mean? Like when yeah. we finally resolved everything, um, the whole atmosphere changed. 
So it was almost like something had come in. Hmm. But it really wasn't like, so it, it's kind of hard to tell. You know what I mean? No, something like that, can it come in without permission? I did, no, that's the thing. No, hmm. unless, of course, you know, I, I kind of let it in a different way. You know what I mean? Oh, how would that happen? Well, I mean, if, if I subconsciously maybe have pulled it in or, you know, maybe left a portal or something open that I probably shouldn't have. Like, I got a mirror that's in front of my bed and I'm kind of questioning as to, like, something got opened with it. You know what I mean? Hmm. So, you, how do you close it now and tell the thing to go back? Do you use well, the salt? I can, I just easily drive it back through the mirror is what I do, and then I close it behind me. Not guarantee it's going to keep it out, though. That's the thing. I see. Yeah, like, because after, like, over time, um, you got to keep kind of sealing it. And if you don't keep kind of keep sealing it, it, it sneaks its way back in you. Oh, I didn't realize that. Now, can it edge its way back in through somebody living in the house with you? Yeah. Oh, it can. Yeah. If that person is wide open to them, yeah. So it can victimize somebody else as well. Mm -hmm. Isn't that interesting? Mm. Like Do you feel like you're a victim with this guy? Not really. Um, just because I don't really look at myself as any type of victim. You know what I mean? He's annoying. Okay. I can tell you that. Uh -huh. Like that's, I feel annoyed by him. And because I feel annoyed by him, uh -huh. it's like I don't care if it takes me to the end of my time to figure out a way to like you know, drive him back through and seal him there, you know? Beyond the book, do you think he has any, you know, remember you were just saying that uh, when he appeared once, you asked him a question and the book fell off, the one yeah. that you use for your notes for writing. Do you think that's a form of communication? And if so, has he tried any other various ways of communicating with you? Instinctively, like, um, I've, he, he's pulled on my instincts. Hmm. Things will come up that, like, I don't normally think of. Can you give us an example? Like, um, how can I put this? I know it's hard to put feelings in. Yeah, it, it really yeah. is. Um, like, certain particular people that I've never thought about in, in freaking years come up. Or, okay. like, um, a particular smell is something I haven't smelled since I was a kid. Things of that nature. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I don't, I don't deny that he wants to communicate. Maybe, you know, automatic writing is what he was referring to. But, mm. uh, you know, when I get him on the spirit box, he won't speak. He won't speak, which is odd in itself, right? Because usually they will respond. Usually and... they respond, exactly. Yeah. But, it, it, you know, or usually the spirits will rat him out. Like somebody will tell me, it, you know, when I go into the spirit box, right. I'm not just pulling that one spirit. There's many spirits there that I'm communicating with. And a lot of times, I'll use them to rat the other one out. Oh, I see. They'll yeah. reveal what the other they one's up to. Out. Okay. They shut right up. But maybe because your house is clear, there's no other spirits in proximity. Does it work like that at all, Rosalind, or am I off base there? I don't think so. I mean, I, you know, it, it picks... I don't think it's really picking up anything in the house. It might be picking up stuff around the atmosphere hmm. sort of thing. Like, I'm not really sure how far of a range it really has. Like, you know, even though my house is clear, does not mean the spirits can't talk to me. It just means they can't attack me. Okay. So yeah. I guess what I'm asking is no other spirits have come oh, forward okay. to offer what this person, what yeah, this entity is. Yeah, because, you know, I, I kind of fear, that's what I thought, because I, yeah. I kind of 
first I thought you're talking with the spirit box and it's written like I couldn't tell you that. Um, I just use it. It's a tool. You know what I mean? Right. Um, just because you like, like you cleanse your house and you and mm -hmm. you guard against it um, doesn't mean you can't communicate. It just means they can't lash out and do anything. Oh, to you. I see. Okay. So like, yeah. So you know, but he it won't. The spirits won't rat him out, and the spirits don't rat him out. Mm. That makes me question. What about Bigfoot sightings? In general, uh, in Prince Edward Island, is there any Bigfoot sightings at all? I've never heard tell of any. Um, the most I've got on the island mm -hmm. from any kind of big, kind of legendary is basically um, what you call the goat sucker. Oh, what's that? I've never heard of this. It's um, There's a name for it, but I can't pronounce it. It's chup chuparella. Chup Chupacabra? That's it. Okay. Um, goat suckers are um, actually connected to aliens. Oh, that was my next question. I was going to say, every time there's paranormal activity somewhere, mm -hmm. chances are better than none that there's going to be UFO sightings and all kinds of alien involvement. The has had its fair share of UFO sightings. And I bet. There, oh, yeah, and there was one right up in my area. I saw one, and I have it on video. Really? Oh, well, what wife, happened that night? What ha or I presume it was at nighttime. It was. It was at night. It was like early. it was about anywhere from twelve to three o'clock in the morning, and I was awake. And I was meditating actually, and I decided to take a break from meditation because there's only so long you can stay in it before you start to fall asleep. You know what mm. I mean? And then you're defeating your purpose. So I took a break, and I used to like smoke in here, or I. You know, I'm smoking here, but I was I come in and I went to roll a smoke and I'm looking up at like my neighbors like through the window and I see this round orange great big flaming like ball. Huh. And it's hovering above my neighbor's roof. I'm gonna stand in there and the video camera is right beside me and I'm standing there just moking my you know. I finally grab the video camera, I get it up, and just as I get it up and get it focused, it's moving. So it starts to come across like this, and then it makes a like a, a left-hand turn right at the peak of my house, and get and then is gone. It just shoots right off. Mm -hmm. Faster. Than I that. caught out the window because I flew down the steps with the video camera, trying to like cap like to catch up with it. Right. Mm -hmm. I stuck the video camera in the window downstairs, and I caught a glimpse of it just as it was making the left-hand turn. And you see panels. Oh. Mm. Interesting. Did any of your neighbors report seeing it as well? or Nobody else saw it. Just me. I was the only person awake. See, everybody else around me works like early in the morning. I see. So they're all in bed by like 7 or 8 o'clock. I'm the only night owl around here because okay. I design better at night right. than during the day. So, you know, I was in meditation. I was working on a design that's the best way to kind of focus on one, you know, is to meditate on it. And I decided, okay, you know what? I'm, I'm going to get up. I'm going to take a break. And this is what I see. Jeez. And only did I see it, I videoed it. And I sent it to um, UFOologists. There's, there's actual UFOologists. There sure are. I sent it to them to get their opinion on it. What was their opinion? And they showed me. They slowed the video down and showed me the panel. What do you think? 
You think this fellow that visits you could be, I don't I know, an alien? So. Really? Because, I mean, like, what else, you know, like, nothing else, he doesn't fit any other category. Now, in the history of, of your family, is there anybody that has ever been abducted or anything along those lines? I got a question that myself, but my family was tightly knit about a lot of things, you know, like, it's one of those deep, dark secrets, you know, hmm. where they even hid paganism from us. Is that right? We had an ancestry that was burned as a witch during the witch trials, and they kept it from us. Like, my, my own family did not say anything until one of my cousins, or my mother's cousins, right. sorry, did the family tree and discovered it. Son of a gun. Now, was that here in Canada? Um, no, that was in Salem. Oh, so the family is really spread yeah. out then, the family, with, with strong roots. Okay. Mm -hmm. The family had um, married um, into, like, one of my ancestries married a woman over in Boston area, or Salem area, mm -hmm. and apparently she was trialed as a witch during when they did the witch hunts in Salem. Right. Yeah. Just because and she practiced she, paganism. Like, she was, she was, like, she was hung. So... I'm glad we don't like, do that anymore. They're actually in Salem. I didn't. Do you know the your ancestor's name in case people um, want to look her up? I already know what it is. It's Alicia or uh, Alicia Lake is what her name is. Okay. And you know, I I've already looked it up, and I my cousin's got like all the documents. I'm just waiting for her to send them to me. But here we were, like sent, like we're we're at a funeral of a great 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 uncle of mine right and my family are huddled like football players and the only word i hear is witch and salem and i'm like right over there going okay guys like the now family secrets come out you know what i mean what are you saying that like we're a family of witches and my mother's going mm -hmm, pretty much holy cow mm -hmm. now do, does your mom ever acknowledge practicing witchcraft she doesn't... Grandmother? Grandmother used to do little things, such as um, tell fortune off cards. She's pretty good at it. Huh. Um, she'd tell the weather by the birds. Is that I just right? thought it was because she was Irish. <laughs> you know? I did. <laughs> I did, okay? That's very cute. Never, it's very really, cute. You know what I mean? But then when I heard witch, it was like, um, oh, okay, yes. Well, Grandma used to make those uh, homemade cough medicines that actually worked. That actually worked. Okay. The bee sting o ointment, that definitely worked. Everybody went to my grandmother for that. So what was it like growing up then in a household full of witches? Witches? <laughs> is this where you get your, your gift from? I'll call it a gift. for lack Apparently, of a well, my grandmother used to say that. And I never understood what she meant. And then, like, for the longest while, I, 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 I kind of assumed that she meant the periods. You know what I mean? Like, I was going to get the gift. You know? Oh. And then I realized that that wasn't what it was. And I was like, once I heard which, I was like, oh, oh, are you serious? Well. When was the first time you remember getting an insight? 
really have gotten since I was a kid and didn't really pay attention to them. Um, only lately have I been paying attention to the fact that I got the ability of insight. You know what I mean? Hmm. It's one of those things where you should never go against your first instinct. Okay. Because if you do, it comes back and bites you in the bum. Hmm. Is it a curse or is it a gift? I think it's a curse. I do. Only <laughs> because <laughs> okay. I have to live with it, okay? Oh, like, it's one of those things, okay, I explained to a friend earlier, this is what I said, I said, okay, I feel beat up most of the time, because people come to me, I have, uh, any issue that I have, or come up against, I've sure. always managed to solve, okay? Okay. So, apparently, I have the experience and the wisdom to solve issues. Now, people come to me, they want help to solve their issues, so I give them the solution, which requires the sacrifice, the time, or money, or you know what I mean? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. They don't want to give that up, so then they get mad, and then they get mad at me for giving the advice, and then like I'm like, really? What? And then yet I was told that you know, witches, which are you know pretty much wizards, right. the wise ones, are uh -huh. to give their advice to help humanity, no matter if humanity gets mad or not. And I'm like, really? It's a curse. It's a curse. Now, are you more like a Samantha from Bewitched, or are you more like uh, uh, the one from um, The Wizard of Oz? <laughs> what I'm trying to get at, at, at here, folks, is don't stereotype. <laughs> I, I, I feel like more like Alvira. <laughs> okay, that works for me. Why I'm going to be taken out by the witch hunters and tied to the stake, and then like, I'll have to like really talk my way out of it. You know what I mean? Do you get ostracized for that? Yes, I do. Get out. In I'm this day serious. and age. Who ostracizes you? Friends oh, or public? Oh, I had some bullies go up against me and call me. Oh, yeah. Oh, my goodness. Oh, they, they were pretty much ready to resurrect the stake and take me out and time me do it. Religious fanatics? I more like crazy. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I was being polite. I guess, I don't know, holy roller or something. Holy roller or something. I, I was getting scared. I was. I was like, oh my God, they're going to resurrect the stake and put me on it. And all my friends, like all, all those that like get hmm. me because they too are, you know, um, pagan rooted. Okay. Yeah, it's okay. It's yeah. Like, we'll get you. Don't worry. You won't burn. We promise. And I'm like, well, how could I? You know, really? How many times can they burn the witch? Is my question. We should. I, you should explain to folks too, from your own words, from your own perspective, that paganism is not like we see in the movies, where you know they're virtually sacrificing babies and all this <laughs> kind. There was just a movie out a few months ago called The Witch. Which okay. I thought was a terrific, scary movie, but it was completely inaccurate on which paganism is. Could Thank you tell you the folks much. just how, what, how paganism works? We don't. We're not sacrificing babies. We're not like no. We're not sacrificing anything. The only thing we're sacrificing is our efforts and our time and our money, basically. In 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 bringing our skills to like that's why god gave us talents and skills is to use them right mm -hmm. you know yeah exactly. i just wanted to quote i just all i wanted to do was come out and bring out my books and bring out my crafting and get my business up off the ground and i got baited as soon as they found out that like i was like pagan you know what i mean that mm. as soon as that even come out near they were just like burn the witch 
And yet, let me ask you this, those same very people, or the, the townsfolk, if you will, if they have something <laughs> odd going on in their house... The village idiots. <laughs> do you get the call? <laughs> Who are you going to call? <laughs> oh, my God. I don't know whether to feel embarrassed or what. You know, you got faced by a bunch of paranormal romper room kids. <laughs> this all started with the icons. I hate to tell you this, but go you ahead, know, go ahead. Paranormal state is what started this whole ball game. Is that right? Huh? Yeah, I went on Ron Yule's page, and I guess apparently I said some things that like upon you know some people, and they all kind of running with the stake, you know. Oh, gee whiz! <laughs> Do you have any cases you can share with us that were a little bit on the creepy side? Well, Besides this personal case I'm working, I was, uh, this personal case actually led me, when I did get off the spirit box from the spirits when they decided to talk to me, was they led me to Hertz Road, which apparently there's a historical house on it that once had an exorcism done in it. Get out. Now, here's the problem. You've got to tell us this. Sure, go ahead, please. In there is not evil. Yes, there's an evil spirit in there. But there's one spirit in there, actually, too, that are not evil. And I think the reasons why the exorcism went oh so bad is because, like, you know, that's not the right route to take. Can you tell us the story behind the exorcism? This is brand new to me. I had no idea. Apparently, the story goes is that um, this, there was two sisters and there was two babies hmm. and they were servants is what they were of this farmer. Um, they apparently had no money. He took them in, he gave them a job house cleaning, but then both of them get pregnant. One of them returns back to her parents with a baby that she claims to be her sister's, but the sister is gone. So the sister's gone and the baby is gone. I think there was a murder in that house. I think there was foul play. I do. So, you know. Okay. And what led to the exorcism? What year was this, by the way? Um, the exorcism, oh my God, I would have to have my notes to tell you. It was a long while back. I, I even know the exorcist that did it. Um, oh, so it is in modern time. I was, you know, I, for some reason I was thinking... You know, the 1700, 1800, yeah. John A's time, something like that. But no. Well, around the 1920, like 1920 or like 1900s to the 2000s, you know what I mean? Yeah. Apparently the house was deemed by a um, research of um, a psychic like research group mm-hmm. in the U.S. had declared the house to be haunted and the woman living there was of government and she just wanted the house cleansed so she just brought in an exorcist but apparently it failed wow he was driven out of that house and his hair turned white oh no Mm -hmm. oh this is a, a fabulous story i started going down now here's the thing about this bro or this house yeah it's down the bottom of a road okay all by itself hmm hidden and like the bushes with two cornfields on each side of the road that you go down to right. to and a lake at the bottom weird like it that sounds like it would be ideal for a movie right i'm going to tell you right now okay the first of the road when you go down it's called hertz road okay and uh-huh. it's called hertz road haunting is what it is um when i first started down this road 
there was houses, really nice houses. Hmm. But it was just one of, I mean, it's 10 o'clock at night. There's three of us. We have flashlights. We have cameras. You think somebody would have stopped and asked us what we were up to? Nobody. Nobody. It was like we didn't even exist. That's weird. When they drove past us, like, nobody come out of their houses. You couldn't even see TVs in the living room. Like, nobody had their TV on. It was almost like nobody was even there. But yet the cars were all parked in the driveway. You know, it reminds me of those old vampire films, you know, when the uh, the townspeople shut the shutters at night and they hope the vampire doesn't come by and they mm-hmm. hunker down and turn everything off. And We saw a great fire. truck go past us. Gray truck, okay? Now, we can see straight ahead of us. If, right. if, if it would have kept on going, plus we could hear it. You know what I mean? Yeah. It all of a sudden went down and it's like it just disappeared. Gonzo. Okay, and we're looking, like, I don't mean to be, like, I I said to one of my crew members, I don't mean to be shining a flashlight in people's yards, but I need to see where this gray truck is. Further down towards the fields, there is a truck parked there, way from the house, like, way over, with tinted windows, and it's black. That's weird. That's weird. (laughs) Um, And I felt like I was being watched. Oh, that's even creepier. What did you capture on your equipment? Anything? We got pictures. We oh. got, now we got them out of the cornfield, though. When we got going down into the cornfields, like I said, there's a road. After you go through the creepy neighborhood with the creepy neighbors, you know what I mean? <laughs> you get to the road that takes you down to the house, and there's cornfields on each side of the road. There's a street light right at what I call the crossroads because there's another house way up in here, and there's a driveway. Okay. So when you come down the road, there's the road that goes straight down to the other house, but another house up here. I called it the crossroads. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm standing there and I'm going, okay, it's completely pitch black going down that road with two cornfields on each side of you. So we start headed down. We got about halfway and something in the field moved. And then I'm thinking, okay, what the hell? Because it's up above the corn. Okay, if it was a fox or something, they'd be in the corn, not up above. This was up above it. I zoom like friggin', no, my, sorry, one of my crew members had the camera. I friggin' take the flashlight and I zoom in and I see these yellow glowing eyes. And that's when I said to my crew member, like he even sensed it, we all did. We gotta leave now. We gotta go. There was something stalking us. And not only was it stalking us, it was getting closer. And at one point I saw something run right behind me, another dark like figure that just rippled through the cornfield. It's like it was a warning, stay away from the house. This is ours and we don't want you disturbing us whatsoever. So I decided I was gonna be brazen enough to take the digital camera down Hmm. and take some pictures. And that I was going to make my way to the end of that road. But you I were going to go during dusk. the daytime, I hope, this yeah, time. Yeah, <laughs> I went in at dusk. So I Good went girl. in, like, where there was daytime, but I came out at night. Oh. Yeah, and I got, like, plenty of pictures. There is this, I, I'm going to be putting them up, and I can't even explain them. Okay, it, it's like a creature-like thing in the picture. It, it's holding, like, a like a, like a blade, like a sigh. Oh. It's like a reaper thing. It's got wings, it's got a skull in one hand, it's got a sickle in the other hand, 
and it's got like human hair, but you can't see its face. Any sense of smell? You can see it right plain on the like. You don't need. You don't even get. You don't pull it in unless you really want to see what it looks like. You don't even need to pull it in. It's that plain. Any sense of smell at all associated with it? Rotting flesh, anything like that? Not that we could get. We, okay. I, you know, we never really smelled anything. It was just a matter of knowing it was there. Yeah, it's we enough. Felt stalked. I mean, if that was the thing that was chasing us. When like, I, it... that's, you know, what I could figure out was, oh, my God, and this thing is chasing us. And we don't think there's just one of them either. So something's living in the cornfield, I, I suspect. Now, did it stop at the edge of the cornfield, or did it continue outside of that to pursue no, you? No, it stopped right at the street lake, which is where the cornfield ends. Huh. It wouldn't any further than that. What do you think? So I kept saying that. Like, when we left the street light, there's no street lights after that. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh, I do. And as we're getting going down, and half, we were halfway, okay, and I'm like, we got to go back now. We were all feeling it, every one of us. And not only that, I, it was like an accident or something that happened, like further up on the highway sort of thing or the road or whatever, and the mm -hmm. ambulance, like, was, I took that as a sheer, okay, you know what, you know, it, hearing ambulances, feeling what I'm feeling, just not a good idea, turn around and go back, okay? Mm -hmm. And I kept telling my crew, just get to the street light. Keep the light on it and get to that street light because I have a feeling that street light is what's going to save us right now. Did it, um, your crew, did they feel that they were being threatened as well? And have they experienced anything like you have? Oh, they, they no, both of them were experiencing it. And they, see, the thing about it is one of them experienced it just as, as we started in. Mm. He began to feel it. To feel it, that there was a and he, he, he And I kept saying, well, we're here to uh, go through this. You know what I mean? Because it's kind of normal for somebody um, to get the jitters, you know? But I really needed to get down in to know as to whether this was just paranoia or if there was something really there. But I suspect with your vast knowledge and experience, you're past the panic stage where your imagination's Basically. just going to run rampant, right? If something's out there, you're going to be intuitive enough to recognize danger, red flag. Yeah. Well, that's just it. Some people, like I said, especially beginners, when you take them in, um, mm. they're going to get the jitters. They're going to get, you know what I mean? And and like that's that's the whole point is you got to face it, you know what I mean? Until you get to the point where you know you're in danger and then, then it's time to turn around and leave. You know what I mean? You don't go any further than that. Because <laughs> when a spirit starts really kind of pushing you to leave, it's a warning. You should do it. You should never poke the bear, too, I'm told. No, no. It was bad enough that, like, you know, like, that we went as far as we did and it allowed us to get that far. But what it was telling me is if you go any further than this, you're going to reap the consequence. Right. Well, yeah, because I'm stupid enough to keep going. Okay. You know, mm -hmm. I, I told my crew, nope. Out we go. We're going to better plan this and and see. You know what I mean? We went down during um, not really the day, but during like it was daytime. It was early evening is when we went, and we came out at nighttime. So we came out just as it was getting dark. So it would it just got dark at the like as I reached the end of the road, mm -hmm. and that's where I caught it off in like the side of the field on the camera. Can they? Um... 
can they make themselves present during the day as well in pure daylight or do they need that darkness as kind of a cloak because that's what they live in i guess i'm going back to the vampire metaphor a little bit where they have to stay away from the purity of light there are some that need to um stay away from the light there are some and then there are others who are pretty much can walk during the day they're called day walkers what's it so a day walker is much the same type of entity as you've been describing except they can walk in the day the one down hertz road no yeah. only walk okay. at night but okay. i think possibly like you know it's not the one that's in the house that can walk during the day you know what i mean there's been a lot of talk of, you know, I, I do a lot of UFO shows as well. You know that. You're a fan of the show as well, and I thank you for that. There's been a lot of talk recently by UFOologists that they think that perhaps aliens could be demons trying to fool us in some sense. Do you follow suit with that? I somewhat agree with that. I do. Um, I mean, we don't know these beings. We don't know them. You know what I mean? Yeah. And yet they're superior over us, and that just makes me go, mm. you know, mm. I don't like that feeling. That feeling so of possibility. It's a possibility, but now what I've learned about aliens is there's many species. Not all of them can be bad. Let's if hope. all of them were bad, then the whole humanity is screwed. Mm -hmm. There's got to be a good. I think what happens there is a lot of UFO geologists kind of fall into that pattern. Of what you said, stereotyping, where everything's mm. negative, everything's demon, everything's this, everything's that. When they're not looking at the broader picture, there's many different species. Is there um, time warps, if you will, interdimensional travel? Is there portals that these beings can travel through, do you feel? and Yes, there is. And they go back and forth? Mm-hmm. And, Are and we able to follow them through these portals? Or is I, it a one-way street? Yeah, I think so. Um, they are able to pull you through one. Um, when I did the trails, that it, it's kind of hard to explain. But we were missing two hours of our time. Really? I can't account for it. Oh, my. So um, right away, I think UFO, right? Things that we can't explain. Um, there were sequences like... In three on three different okay on three different days in the exact spot at the exact time exact same time, there is the exact pattern of a motorcycle, a dog barking, and a firecracker. How do you explain that? Right? You can't. You can't. Okay. The odds so, of that reoccurring. That like thing I saw. I can't explain what was dropping under the trees. I can't explain what I saw running across the path. And I definitely cannot explain the feeling of huge snake. Oh, I don't like snakes. You had to say snake. Yeah. <laughs> I don't do well with and snakes, folks. And, and glimmer it. And realize that, like, I, I, I come home and I didn't dwell on any of it. I didn't even, you know what I mean? I, I was speechless, I think, for a while. I, I was the first time I ever lost my words. Wow. I didn't know what to think. So it really impacted you very profoundly. I didn't know what to say to it because it wasn't normal. It, it's, you know what I mean? I dreamt that I was in the Malaysian jungle over this, like, hanging on for dear life to this, like, rail of a snake pit. Huh. So snakes, I, I think, would represent the devil? Would I be 
wrong on Not that? Not really. Snakes represent now, the thing about it, snakes have like both the destructive and the kind of like creative side of it. I see. Natives see snakes as being wisdom, is what they see them as. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, but you know, there are some tribes out there, I guess, in the Malaysian jungles and Brazil and stuff that feed humans to snakes because they believe that snakes are, which, you know, is the belief that they are ancient and primitive and in order for them to leave you alone you would have to give them something to eat so they would sacrifice a live person in the old days for this well, yeah Ooh. like because they say that the person was willing but i don't know about that you <laughs> know i think a lot of this is why they tell you don't go in the brazilian jungles because like some culture could grab a hold of you and oh. kidnap you and feed you to a snake Tell you if some if one snake got a hold of me, they'd have a field day for a year. I think. Anyways, <laughs> <laughs> you're alone in the house right now. Yeah. So you're alone in the room. It's dark. The sun's mm -hmm. gone down. Are you feeling any presence at all? No. Thank no. God. And yeah, thank God. That doesn't <laughs> mean that that couldn't change at any given time. You know what I mean? So <laughs> let's just say the presence was in the room with you. How would you handle that? How would you? Would you talk to it? Would you tell him to go? I, I would communicate with it if it, you know, started to make itself known. Because I mean, I usually do because I'm not one to walk right by it. You know what I mean? Yeah. If I hear footsteps or you know, I I catch something out of the corner of my eye, I got to question it. The whole world stops when I have a paranormal experience. Does he make a sound when he before he makes himself? Usually known? he'll do something before he, you know what I mean. Like he'll make a sound of some type to let me know, and like then walking like, or something. Or yeah, usually he'll like he'll go by or something. I'll see a glimpse. Whoa. Or I'll feel like you know something on my like shoulders or back or like times he's touched me. You know what I mean? But hmm. like nothing really kind of. Does it feel? Icky? Does it feel icky when he touches you or? You know, it, it's, it's really, no, it sends a chill up my spine, is what it does. My whole body grows what you call soul. Oh, damn, there's the music. Rosalind, I can't believe an hour's gone. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Folks, Rosalind Henniger has been our guest tonight. Uh, www.nightfrightshow.com. All her links will be there. She's a super trooper. Thank you so much, all the way from Charlottetown. Thank you, Brent. I'm Brent Holland from Night Fright. See you all next time. Person witness accounts. Order yours right now. Nightfrightshow.com.